Hello, welcome back to Chatting Books with uh, me and Amy. Amy and Mia, we're Chatting Books, but also publishing. Yeah, this today. is a mostly focused on publishing because we've been seeing some stuff. And we don't like it. Yeah, we don't um, agree with a lot of it. It's, yeah, working, in it's working in publishing week. week, yeah, just for some context. What's the date? The date is the 19th of November, just yeah. to put that in some perspective. And this will come out when it comes out, probably within... Within, within a week and a half and yeah. um yeah so if you're if you're not really here for the publishing vibes then yeah maybe just, don't skip just wait although maybe you'd be little, interested maybe to, yeah maybe you'd be interested to know to delve into the reality i'm interested um to have like people who don't work in publishing like talk about mm. how it's actually different from other things because maybe we're going to be moaning about stuff that's actually universal to to the industries like yeah i think definitely creative industries yeah for sure creative industries it yeah yeah very much so um but we are gonna start our usual yes what we're currently reading mia what are you currently reading i am currently reading small things like these by claire keegan it's for the book yeah shortlist of the book it's for book bar book club which is on tuesday um yeah i've li- i mean i'm about 20 pages in i think and so far i was telling amy this earlier i'm finding it a bit hard to get into and i think it's because i saw it's quite big font and it's very short it's maybe 120 pages and i think i just thought get that out of the way read 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 and obviously it's a very you know it's a well-written book it's Mm -hmm. not a um you know flick 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 it's a bit like with assembly by natasha brown yeah i found that too where i kind of started oh this is tiny and actually it's really nice yeah it's actually nice have a short book where you're taking the time and taking in the language and all that yeah you know all that jazz so i am liking the um setting and everything though I do enjoy you that. do you know what it's about so far um so far well i have looked at the blurb and it's about you know what no i don't know what it's about <laughs> i actually started reading it last night and fell asleep on the first page so i'm gonna get it up on goodreads and i'll tell you what it's about it's about, it is 1985 in a small Irish town. During the weeks leading up to Christmas, Bill Furlong, a coal merchant and family man, faces into his busiest season. Early one morning, while delivering an order to the local convent, Bill makes a discovery which forces him to confront both his past and the complicit silences of a town controlled by the church. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And have you have you detected any secret happenings? No, Same not yet. yet. I mean, yeah. he's spoken about his kids. Okay. Yeah. Once, once you having read this book, once you get some more of the like suspicious stuff, then I kind of want to know what's going on a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't say yeah. anyone that. I reckon I'll finish it. Um, I think I'm gonna bus it into get on the bus, not yeah. That's the other meaning of that. Um, to Liverpool Street later on today, so yeah. I think I'll read it and hopefully finish. I it think that. um, great time of year to be reading it. It's very. It's very this blustery, blowy, windy yeah. time. A beautiful winter book. Yeah, it is a good winter book. And we are in winter. It's I mean, November's cold. autumn, but mm. it's not that cold. No. Apparently, the um, the first day below 10 degrees is next week. Ooh. Yeah. I'm it's going to be 9 degrees. You won't even be here. I won't. I'll be in colder weather. Lovely. Anyway, Amy, what are you currently reading? I'm currently reading... Um, America is Not the Heart by Elaine Castillo, which is what I said I was going to read next time. It's because it's a library book. And you've... It really does bump things up to the top when it's a library book. Yeah, oh, it does. Um, And I think I spoke quite a bit about what it could be about 
last time, but it's mm-hmm. a family saga with a focus on Hero de Vera, um, who is from the Philippines and she's just moved to America to live with her uncle and his wife and their daughter mm-hmm. um, in like, I don't actually know, oh, it's 1990. I was about to be like, I don't know what year it is. And then I remember that it's literally in the chapter title. Nice. The first picture of you, 1990. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's really enjoyable so far, but I just like, I've been so busy this week that I haven't really been able, I feel like you really need to get into it. And I've just been dipping in and out, like, Mm. in on the tube and like trying to read it before bed but then falling asleep yeah because i was so tired and so i'm not really sure i'm sure it's like i can tell it's good and i'm really impressed that this is actually a debut piece mm. like book um but i'm not really into it into it yet yeah That's um just because of the nature of how i've been having to read it what i do really like um is that it's like very it's telling me a lot about the Philippines and Filipino That's culture. Great. I like that a lot. I don't really know much about them. I've read one book about the Philippines or like sisters set in the Philippines. It's not in this room. I think it's called The Betrayed or something. Um might not be. It's published by Europa. Anyway, it was really good. It was published this year. And um this is also good and it's kind of it does that thing in books I don't know if you've ever come across it where they write in like a different language but don't provide you with the translation Mm. um and there's a lot about language because there's like so many different dialects or different languages in the Philippines aside from Tagalog um and I like it when that happens because it's kind of just like you have to just accept it, it yeah. and be in it and like pick up what's going on like you can't it's really... also a good way to kind of think that you know that's actually how you if you're learning languages yeah. that's how you learn languages and yeah and there's a lot in here about um how the daughter of this girl's uncle like her cousin she um is american born and she slips through like three different languages mm. and english when she's speaking because she doesn't really differentiate the different languages from the philippines like they're all just like what she speaks in whereas hero our main character speaks like one or two of them but not one of them and so also i think it does make sense when they're speaking mm. a version of the language that she also doesn't understand even though she's also from the Philippines. and i think she's come like i'm learning more about her very slowly but i think she was fighting in the new people's army um i don't really understand the political situation in the philippines but your classic kind of Mm. youth and more socialist idealism uprising against the terrible regime Mm -hmm. i think she's come from that she had her thumbs broken at one point in a camp so wow yeah um so it is good it's really interesting it's unlike everything else i've been Mm -hmm. reading but um i'm hoping to give it more time i just i feel i feel this weekend is the time yeah i feel a bit bad that i haven't been able to like sit down and really get into it so hopefully maybe this weekend lovely yeah well there we go that's what we're currently reading now Mm -hmm. let's get into the good old thickets stuff about about specifically the experience of the experience into it like applying for jobs yes well update podcast listeners me i've got a job i've got a job Yay, I don't know if I'll say the 
agency I'm going for but I'm she's starting in January yes I'm starting January as a literary agency assistant and I'm very happy about it it all came around very quickly and we will discuss yeah we'll discuss shortly but yes yeah. I'm obviously very happy about it it's been a long old slog long old slog it's been about three years <laughs> up and up and down emotions I said this is the saddest thing ever yeah. and I have told a fair few people on this now because I just think it's really embarrassing kind of funny um i i make 11 11 wish every day yeah and the last three years it's been to be an agency assistant yeah so you're gonna need a new 11 11 <laughs> wish that's you're gonna be getting a new one yeah um so that's nice lovely that's a nice and... squeaky little my voice that you're gonna have to listen to on that thing yeah so, so big that. congratulations to lovely mia who yes. definitely deserves this and we'll be giving more updates when it hits new year I'm yeah sure. exactly yeah and um yeah i don't think i have anything else to add yeah to this i think yeah. but um it is work in publishing week hashtag mm-hmm. work in publishing week which i didn't even really know was a thing i did because i watched all the they had loads of zooms on it and i think it was 2020 i mean i'm sure they did it yeah multiple times but that's when i was really applying and when okay. i applied for the masters so i did a lot of those zooms okay where they all said you don't need to have a masters but <laughs> <laughs> which we, we, we've discussed which in the we've previous discussed, yeah but we'll probably bring up again um but it's their week this week and so there have been a lot of q a's on twitter and we've taken just some random questions and some of their answers and we're just gonna answer, answer with our like real experience mm-hmm. of applying for real. jobs and also getting jobs and i think we should probably start with saying like how we got Yes. our jobs because yes. Mia has got this new job contract is signed so mm-hmm. we're yeah. happy to say this but in a very different way than yes. I did and also a very different way than anyone would yeah shall we say it, yeah it's quite a unique situation yeah do you um, want to go first with yeah because mine's so, a bit more straightforward yeah um, so Amy's I did the classic saw the job ad wrote my CV no, wrote, wrote had my CV sent my CV wrote my cover letter had a first interview had a second interview, got the job. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is what you kind of expect when mm-hmm. you're applying for a job. Especially um, when you're working for a publishing house as well. Because yeah. that they are that is a, it's a big it's a business, it's a big it's I mean a big business. They've got a HR department. Yeah, like it's all Yeah. Um everyone you know, everyone at work was surprised when I said I had two interviews because I think now um, because I think they used to have two interviews for entry level jobs for like the really in demand ones, mm. but now it's two interviews for almost every single okay. entry level role, which I think you'll be hard pressed to find. Yeah. In many other, just because there's so yeah. Although, many. well, I mean, I think this is very specific to recruitment, but my friends who work in recruitment had almost like a initial chat yeah and then two interviews and then another Ooh, kind fuck. of interview so i think that's we have hard. a lot of stages and my friends who work in law yeah. obviously that's got a lot of stages so yeah okay well maybe maybe it that is. was a lie from me but um but i wouldn't say that like the first one was an informal one it was mm, it was it definitely was still an interview yeah if anything the second one was much more relaxed like the second one was in person mm. and um it's always more yeah it's always more relaxed the second one was in person and it was more I think I don't I don't really oh we talked about some like bizarre things but it didn't feel as formal as the first one mm-hmm. um which I did on zoom because it was sort of in that in-between time mm-hmm. um so yeah I did a very standard way Mia 
So the way that I got into this role is pretty much down. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she'd appreciate being spoken about on the podcast. But basically, I we were all given mentors on, on the masters. masters, and my mentor is a literary agent, lovely, lovely woman, and she basically we got on really well, met quite a few times. She then said, you know, we're going to see if in after September when you've done the masters, if we can have you in for you know a week or two for work experience. I then sent my CV to her and a covering letter just to kind of, I guess, make it more official. And her boss, I guess, then said, oh, great, you know, she seems great. Get her in, we'll do an internship, we'll pay her for a month, do that. Did that in October, that finished. Had a little freak out about what I was gonna do. You also got, I I, I don't want you to miss it, um... You also got told maybe like halfway through that they yes. didn't really have that much. But they didn't have, yeah, so they kind of, so to be honest, the first week wasn't 100% sure what was happening. And then the second week they basically said there isn't really a role. And it was it, like literary agencies, obviously it depends on you know, the big ones like Curtis mm. Brown's, which is very different. But the sort of smaller ones, they are small stuff. And, you know, bringing on a new agent is very different than bringing on like an agent assistant because, yeah, because the agent is bringing in they're money. In, they're bringing in money, yeah, which is why it's, you know once you become an agent assistant then it's quite handy because you kind of you know the promotion from that is kind of just to start yeah. building your list um so yeah they basically had said you know we don't have the money to have another person and we don't there's not really it's not going to end in a role basically um so i was you know kind of thought that's fair enough i hadn't really expected it to especially because it wasn't it wasn't a three-month internship it was just a month and it was all sort of kind of my mentor helping me out saying you know let's get you some work experience to get and, you a job and you said like you could tell from the amount of work that you were doing in that, that time yeah. that there wasn't like, that there wasn't yeah especially for the amount. kind of yeah to, like, to keep carry on as an internship or whatever so finished that applying for stuff my mentor again got me in touch with some scouts and i went and met up with them had a very odd thing that was really fun was kind of drinks just chats and then ended up sort of turning out to be an interview which was i guess how they how they roll with the scouts yes that's you know what they do a lot of the time mm-hmm. um and then had literally this week had um the agency call me up kind of saying let us know if you get offered anything yeah basically then a role kind of came up from various um moving parts shall we say <laughs> and then they offered me the job to start in January which was great and it is great it also is such a diff- that is not a very typical way to get it in. no if anything it probably is more how it used to be and yeah. it's changed for which, the better which the industry is actually trying to get yeah rid to of. Get, like exactly. the bigger the bigger houses exactly um and a lot of the time with agencies they will advertise a role normally and yeah. they have agents assistants all the time you see that stuff you know i've yeah. applied for many of those so jobs I. um so i don't think i don't think your way is your way is not typical it's not obviously gone but like i think for them it was probably more a matter of convenience yeah definitely i think that a role basis sort of came up and they thought we already have someone that's spent a month in the industry like in our company it. who wants to do it who does get on with everybody and you know obviously this is the thing there's you know i do believe that most people who are applying for these jobs in publishing yeah. can do them. Yeah. So I was talking with someone at work the other day and we were talking, well, actually we were talking about you because it was on Thursday. No. Um, and we were talking about getting into it and she was just like, yeah, sometimes I talk to people around the office 
and we're all so overqualified for the jobs we're doing. Yeah, it is true. It's so true. And this is kind of what, so I actually had, so, and this, I don't know if this is going to tie into any of the other questions that you screenshotted, but I had an interview with, well, I didn't get it, so it's fine, with Hachette, so it was Octopus, you know, imprint of Hachette, and uh, this is an entry-level role, it was a foreign rights assistant, and they, you know, if you look at what I had, I had a month's internship in publishing, working with rights, helping with Frankfurt and everything like that. So pretty, yeah, you know, on topic for the yeah. job. Also have a master's in publishing. And office experience. And office experience, and like admin, admin experience. for, you know, what, two plus years. All that stuff. Obvious interest in the industry. Yeah. And specific interest. In that like, as well. That, like with, with agency stuff. And yeah, with Octopus, you know, they had... Um, you knew the books. Yeah, exactly. I knew the, like all the titles and everything. And didn't get that. And also... But like, you know, I got a first interview. But that is the first interview. And only interview that I yeah. actually got in publishing. For the publishing houses. And that, I think, is so bad. Yes. <laughs> Especially because people... Because you're, like you're like the the perfect candidate on paper and i don't but i think there's people applying for those roles and the reason other people are getting them is because there's other people applying for those roles who are even more qualified yeah, than i am 100 and that is just really difficult and it is it's really upsetting like it's, well, it's not that it is upsetting obviously but it's really disheartening because you're applying for stuff and you think i literally don't know what more i can do yeah because there's nothing else yeah. you can do you know you're like god almost my time i'm spending reading books to stay on top of things yeah and it is really difficult I, think that, I mean that's kind of why we thought we would do this little episode because... yeah because also you see people asking these questions and especially people who i think are like new grads or who don't necessarily have work experience or are like in uni at the moment i'm just like please don't pin your hopes on an editorial role at one of the big five like yeah. it's not it's not it's gonna not happen happening. like and that's, that's and also I think that that's something that may confuse some people who are applying is the difference between editorial assistant and assistant yeah. editor because I definitely used to think do you think they're one of the same? no they're not assistant oh, no, editor no. is higher oh yeah, yeah yeah than editorial assistant so I guess the way that it goes is editorial assistant assistant editor editor publisher I don't know um, even that like editorial director yeah and then that's publisher I think is you're at the top um, but then they also have different hierarchies in various different departments. Yeah, and it so changes, so it's really... If you're in production, it goes production assistant, production controller, mm-hmm. um, or coordinator. If you're in marketing, it'll go um, marketing assistant, marketing executive. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult, you know... different things. It's also so hard. I was talking to one of our friends from the, um, from the Masters who's, like, doing cover letters at the moment. And it's so difficult because, you know, you're really pouring everything into these cover letters. Because you have to learn have about to, them. You have to literally, you know, be saying, I want this role at this publishing yeah. house. And obviously you are applying for other roles at other publishing houses, probably other roles in that publishing in house. Publishing and I remember house. thinking I applied for two roles at, um, oh, where was it? Oh, my goodness. It, might, it, might, it actually might have been 
You've had shirt. quite a lot at her shirt. Yeah. I remember there was a period where you Yeah, did and I think I had like maybe three on, and I was thinking, I'm worried that they're going to see that I've applied to three different jobs. Yeah. And in each one, I'm saying, I'm so, you know, excited about this role. I'm mm. really enthusiastic. And they're going to think, well, you're applying for I think... Things. And they might have, to be honest, because I, I can't... They might have, but also I think they probably There's have so a separate HR representative that is for each of, those, each of those things. Um, And also, that is a good thing to note, is that each of these big... The big ones, especially like smaller places like military agency that you work at um won't have a hr department doing recruitment but in the bigger ones they have a hr department doing recruitment Mm -hmm. so maybe even the people that you're the people that you're wanting to like to meet interview with are unlikely to be reading your first your first application i think should we should we go into some questions yes um there's a lot about do you offer visa sponsorship which I don't think we can really address yeah um okay here's one um who should I contact about an internship as part of my master's in publishing we have to complete a placement but I don't really know how to go about that I that's difficult I know right I saw this and I was like really unfair I know I think I think if you're doing a master's in publishing and the master's is requiring you to get work experience, then they don't know what they're talking about. With they the don't because also you probably if you could get that you wouldn't be doing the master's really. No, like that's absolutely what, not. You're doing the master's because you can't get anything in. Yeah, in, like anywhere. And then you get the master's and you're still struggling to get a job. Yeah, in the no, that seems really unfair. Do they say which masters that is? Um, no, and I did go onto their bio and they didn't say. Um, um but I will say specifically for that one, I think the uni needs to adjust their they do their program crazy because i think the ucl one so used to have they it. used to have it but they would organize but it they would you. organize it for you and you'd get placed somewhere but also now as as it should be like unpaid work experience has been pretty much like wiped yeah unless you're working for a really small place or a place that doesn't really care about being a dick yeah. like none of the big houses will do that now yeah no um there was work experience people going around the office um the other day and it's like these are people who'd been like one of several thousand who'd applied for like the two-week work experience and obviously what the two-week work experience was was like just going to loads of meetings and like chatting to people about what they're doing it's like what actual experience have you got and that's the thing that you know if that's what it ends up being and I actually don't think, I don't know, if, especially work experience, if that makes that much of a difference on your CV because no. everyone knows what you do in work experience and you're not doing much. Like, you don't have the time. You're not yeah. there for long enough. I mean, even in a role, you know, the first month you're there, you're still learning things. Mm. It takes a while to actually be able to, you know, almost be helping rather than learning. Mm. So, and that's tricky. And it's almost like that kind of thing is better to try. I don't know, maybe reach out. I mean, one of the agents at the agency I'm having me working at I had um, breakfast with her and she said that a really good way to find out things and if you sort of want the work experience type thing is to email specific, if you want to go into literary mm. agency um, work, is to email agents and just say, is there yeah. any chance I can meet you for a coffee and we can just discuss. And often they will. And I think yeah. that, especially for that that side of things, mm-hmm. is more yeah helpful because at least you can actually get them like i agree i also think if you are going to do that though then you need to really understand the size of the company that you're talking to we need to research and if you're yeah like if you're emailing someone from curtis brown or like pfd or or like david hyam like Mm. they're so big that i doubt they'd i'm not saying they wouldn't but 
it, if you you really want to email someone from a smaller agency you to get in that do. kind of and to find I don't know if people if this is a thing that people would worry not know how to sort of address you can literally just google literary agencies yeah. in London and you yeah. will find lots there's like I've been on a website that's literally got all of the literary agencies listed because yeah, obviously what... writers need to know like yeah. them too well, that's so there the thing, is like kind of you go about it as if you're a writer you actually can figure out and you can also that's how I get so I some what I was doing on the internship is updating the editor's list of mm-hmm. every editor in the UK and what they want when they're commissioning and everything and um a really good way is always to do it like you're a writer going and having a look and yeah. a lot of people have it in their bios even you know, yeah it's a good well way. if twitter collapses it might be a bit harder but yeah that's yeah. true as an internship for about masters in publishing so that was that one mm-hmm. okay next oh i forgot was on a picture um do you select candidates on the basis of their native language will a native english speaker be preferred um no oh uh, yeah they I won't be preferred so. no I don't i've so. actually i don't know if it's just me being ignorant but i'm actually surprised by like how many international workers there are i mean it makes sense for like international rights and sales but in every role i think that's yeah i think a good one um also having other languages is always going to be a plus you never know oh i think when that's there are like so honestly i would say it's i'm like interested in rights and like contemplate going down rights as as a maybe for the future but then i'm also like is it even really worth it? Because I can't speak a second language. Well, this is a, what I've heard and what this is what Hannah was saying as well. Yeah. Um, is that you don't... you As long as you can speak enough to sort of order in a restaurant. Yeah. And that kind of thing, you could honestly figure out what to do because all of the deals are done in English. Okay, great. And they're translated. Like, all the ones I've seen, like, contracts yeah. and stuff, is all in English. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, now, this question specifically about location for who you ask for an interview mm-hmm. um for example if someone lives in london are they more likely to be invited for an interview mm-hmm. um but i'm going to expand it to does location matter for job mm-hmm. and i don't think it ever matters for an interview no. um because in any job because that's kind of like people move all the time mm-hmm. you know like you don't you don't know anything about that i don't think location matters for an interview but for the job itself what do you think yeah i think it matters yeah i mean i think it matters but i also think it obviously depends on the hybrid policy that you've got Mm -hmm. from january i'm doing five days in the office really yeah which i prefer because i just cannot i don't work very well at home obviously if i had to for hybrid whatever i would but also agency stuff's a bit different because you are doing a lot of going out and meeting Mm -hmm. people anyway so it's kind of better to be in sort of central london yeah um yeah, I mean, I think from what I've heard from people in the industry, it sounds like people are kind of trying to return a little bit more back in the office. Mm-hmm. But equally, a lot of the, sort of the older people who are working in publishing, they don't want to, they don't want to and they're also moving out of expensive, expensive London at to my a work, nicer place. I'd say most people would rather work full time from home. Yeah, and it's the young people who are like, "Can we please do something?" Yeah, um, <laughs> That's kind yeah, of, please, I want to learn something. But equally, I think I don't think there is a publishing role that doesn't that requires you to work that could let you work Mm. from home all the time like i have to go in one day a week like i have to go in for my working day um you know bar like crisis Mm -hmm. um like we do have to go in one day a week and we can go in as much as we want otherwise but like i work on a role that 
I do have a lot of meetings, um, but they're not meetings where I have to like get up and go to a different mm. building. Well, also in like meetings, actually, so much better to do from home because yeah. you need to. Everyone can access. Yeah, that's true. The meeting. That's true. Um, I like yeah, truly just go into work for that. But if you have a role where you're like upping around central London to see people, yeah, and they keep they keep being like, oh yeah, we're introducing new locations with like hot desks i know in edinburgh they've um like her shirt have got like a a remote office mm. i'd say remote office but they've got an office space where people who've now moved out of london can go and work at yeah. but it's not it's not like the big office you yeah. know yeah they're not doing it very fast thank yeah. you and also there's things that you know you might have to come yeah london, london well. is still the center of it well and it's difficult because a lot of the events a lot of the you know big sort of yeah. books, stuff as well happens in london too. and also if you're doing like promotion of a book obviously you want that to be in london where there's a lot more just like foot traffic yeah people are gonna see yeah so it's still a very london centric industry yeah and i don't see it changing to no i think you're while. gonna have to decide to like that that's gonna have to be a part of it mm. um any advice for people who want to get into publishing but struggle to apply for opportunities around their current full-time job mm. and i'm going to tell you the answer to this because yeah. it really got me yeah tell me the answer what they said um the only thing i can suggest is being intentional with which roles you're choosing mm. to apply to so that you only spend your minimal time applying to the jobs which interest you and match up with your current skills or experience yeah so i disagree with that, that completely because you are applying for everything yeah if you want to join in publishing, you need you to be applying to for everything. Blanket apply for everything. And you need to make them personal to each role it, as well. You do. And you need to make it like every single one seem, even if it's something that you've seen yeah. and you thought, this, I can move from this, but I can just start here. Yeah. You need to make it look like that is your dream role. Yeah, absolutely. So that is. Even if it's like a contracts job. I mean, you can tell from their answer and that that they aren't. They're yeah. They're not buying what they're selling. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, They like if you also if you're going in like all the questions that come up about this are like what tips can you give me and i'm sure this one will come up later about doing a job in it like to get into editorial and it's like if you've got no previous experience in any way yeah to do with publishing books even editorial experience or something else before um no master or anything like that you are not going to get to that editorial role yeah like you're just not yeah because even because if you do have it all that experience you might you honestly not super likely to I just like cannot stress it enough like for the big ones especially over a thousand people have applied for that role yeah just 100% mm-hmm. and I bet the one it's going to go to is someone who already works in the company and has worked there for a year in a different assistant level role yeah. and is wanting to move across yeah um I just yeah it's like I don't want to crash people's dreams here but Editorial well, is just, it's just, it's off, Realistic, it? unfortunately. Yeah, unless you've, I don't know, unless you're like, I guess like 35 and you've had like a wealth of experience and you're actually maybe like a writer as well. Yeah, like you've started your that's own true. And actually, they do get, writers do actually, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, as someone who's probably below 25, yeah, I don't think you're going to get an editorial assistant role off the bat. Yeah. Um, Any advice people who want to get into publishing but struggle to apply around their job, it's just got to be... It's just got to be done. You've just got to do it, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Weekends. Weekends, evenings, evenings lunchtime. Yeah. Um, it's a slog. But I mean, I do think that actually is quite universal for applying for anything. Any I remember 
um, when my brother was moving jobs and moving to the job he has now, he just used to say to me all the time, you know, I am literally spending at least half a day on these applications. Mm-hmm. You can actually only physically get so many out. You know, yeah. I've heard that from every single person I know who applies yeah. for roles, unless it's sort of like they've been recruited into something, which obviously is mm. completely different. No, scenario. I'm completely the same. Like, yeah. it takes forever and it's horrible. The best I can say is, like, have your best cv like cover letter like i don't think you need to change your cv for every job that you apply for no obviously keep it as up to date as possible um but i think also i would say cv advice is to keep it as just the bare facts they they just want to skim through and be like yeah yep 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 one page one no more than one page no more than one page um and yeah i mean i have i on mine i had a um skills section which is just like a little bit on the edge that just had literal bullet points i was like my skills adobe creative suite yeah exactly that kind of thing microsoft office yeah exactly um readers reports yeah shit like that yeah. like i mean yeah. I, li- I'm on, I literally had like um commercial industry awareness like yeah on there. i on mine on mine on the left side i had my education and then i had my like skills like that and then on the right side it just had my yeah job. i also would say with cover letters and cvs never it can never hurt to get some your friend to read over yeah because they don't need to have any like experience in the industry or want to be in the same industry or whatever sometimes you you know they were spelling that you just Mm -hmm. make a mistake you can read that thing so many many times times and somehow you just don't see it yeah like when i sent off a application as an assistant role looked through it checked it checked it checked it perfect was like literally the best application i did realized after i sent it that i had named it assistant role and i had done double s double s and I literally just thought, right, that's it then. <laughs> so that's a no. Yeah. Because I'm also, you know, because also all these different things, you, attention to detail, like that's the first yeah. thing to say. And any, anything. Oh my gosh, yeah. Even if it's like I... a shifted off, if you've got margins that are not equal as well, you yeah. know, they're going to look at that and think, oh, well, I once had one detail? that was like, um, I've got incredible attention to detail and then made a mistake like a spelling mistake in the neck like the second word after saying attention to detail i was like well really it's great isn't it um okay next one do i need to read a lot of the publisher's books to work at the publisher what have they said about that they said um we're not saying the uh in some of our roles you need to work closely with the products and be a really avid reader in others, this will be less important. Um, I think and you I need th- to be a pretty avid reader. Yeah. To go I think, I think maybe for the actual role itself, like mm. a lot of them, you don't need to read. Yeah. The books, um, like if you're not working directly with the text, the author, or like the publication, like, like the marketing of it, mm. I don't think you necessarily need to read it really intensely. But to get in, you need to know. Yeah. It. You need to be able to reference it. You need to be able to call up more than two or three of yeah. their titles. For sure. On their list. And like everyone's always like, oh, mention at least three books in your CV that no, in your cover letter that they've published. And I don't know if necessarily three I always find it quite hard to like fit in everything and then do three yeah. books. So I don't want to look like I've just like copy and pasted that. So I usually pick one, say what I liked about it, and then maybe mention like one or two others yeah but like in passing but i always make sure one of them is like yeah 
really enjoyed this book because of this mm -hmm. and because of what you did with it mm -hmm. um but you say have to be an avid reader yeah i mean it's publishing yeah i just think you have to be an avid reader i just don't know why you'd want to go into it if you didn't like books oh uh, yeah i'd also say caveat if you don't like reading i don't you're not gonna love it it is very book based yeah i mean <laughs> it's a business of books it yeah. is you're reading you know how i wouldn't say you have to read a specific type of book like you don't need to like just exclusively read literary fiction or commercial well i mean you got to you do need to read commercial mm -hmm. stuff because you're selling books like yeah know, you want to make money and be aware of what's making money but you don't need to have read i don't know like everything on the bestsellers list or anything like you know you don't have to mm. do that i'm saying but you do need to you need to know yeah you need to be aware of it okay um I'm in my last year of uni and wondering when I should start applying for jobs, especially in editorial. How does it take from application to starting in a job? I think if you're in your last year of uni, wait until you finish uni. I would say that because they're also a lot of um, roles that they will, because they, they have so many applicants, especially for editorial, mm. if they see that you're still at uni, you're, yeah, they're I, literally going to take it out. Because I think we've said it before. We like, have, yeah. When I was spoke, I spoke to my mentor once about a job, and um, she said they got so many applicants that they, um, literally anyone who was still studying, it was an automatic no. Yeah, they were like, it's even, an easy way to strip out a yeah, lot of people because they're getting so many. They're looking for something specific yeah. that can take you out. But if you're, if you're in a job, um, or you're not working then they're going to be like well this person's more available than someone who's literally committed to the academic yeah year. exactly also don't take up your last bit of uni thinking about jobs you've got summer like <laughs> yeah and also it takes no one finish well obviously some people do it's not very common to finish uni mm. you're what 21 22 or whenever you, i don't know and walk into and one. then just go straight away into the job you want because, no you know you've got to look around you wanna, yeah you know it takes a little while to get there. Um, then to go off on this, something we were talking about earlier, um, how long does it take for someone to get back to you after you've applied for a role? Well, I mean... If they get back to you at I was going to say, most, my experience for, is that I would say, honestly, probably 90% of my applications, no response back. Yeah. Nothing. And some of them will actually email and say... We won't we, reply. We won't reply unless we're offering you something. And I do think that I appreciate that. That's great. And that also that's an automated email. Yeah. What are you doing? Publishing houses yeah. slash businesses in publishing. Just set that Cause up. Faber, because Faber does that. Like every yeah. time you so apply for a role, Crow as well. And actually, Nosy Crow Nosy Crow. Oh my god. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say no noisy instead of nosy. I don't know why. Anyway, they have a thing and they put in if you haven't heard anything by this date. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. And that good. needs to be instituted. Yeah, because that's a really good way of not... It means that you have a time limit that you can say, okay, right, moving on. Yeah. And also, if around. you know from the beginning that, like, they're not going to get back to you unless they've got something to say, then mm. you can immediately move on. You can just yeah. be like, it's out there now. And something that you said to me, which I found really helpful, is that if you're going to get something... Yeah. What, it's like a week, two weeks? A week, two tops weeks. Tops two weeks. If they're not back to you, then you're not going to get You're not going to get it because they are pretty close. And to be fair, with Hachette, the one that I got an interview for, I literally applied and about four days late. I think it was like maybe four, three or four days after the it closed, mm. the application deadline, they called and said, yeah. called the emails and said. Because that's what I am... Um, 
for my current job I mean I know mine was a little bit quicker because it was also my manager was going on holiday like my now manager was going on holiday like um like a week and a half after mm. the application closed and so he he very specifically was like I want to have some interviews before I go away mm. um so they're not waiting forever and I I my deadline closing date was a Friday I think I applied on like the Thursday um on the Monday afternoon I got the notification like I had a weekend the Monday afternoon I got uh please come for a first interview which was that week and then I found out at the end of the week that I'd got a second interview but I knew they told me in the first interview because the week following was when my manager was going away they were like you might not hear from us for like a week and a half because I'm going away mm. and then I found out on Friday that I was going to have a second interview in person the week following like he was going yeah, away and then the and week then after, that. after that and then I found out the day after my second interview yeah um, it's a quick if you're going to get this, it actually is quick yeah it's slow when you haven't yeah so I think I once saw online that someone had like a spreadsheet and that they would um mark down like when they applied I started doing that in um I don't know it was like it was the time just before I decided yeah right we're having a break from applying yeah really really getting quite sad (laughs) um and that was actually really helpful and I would honestly say if you're going at it and you're like right I'm applying I'm applying until it happens yeah it is quite good to just note down and like note down application deadlines just because yeah it's good and also just you're all aware because you're if you're applying to a lot of stuff it's what happened to me you know with the Hachette role I suddenly thought oh god like I just need to remind myself because you know some of you might be doing a foreign rights assistant and also like a rights assistant like yeah. those can be a different thing and you need to make sure that you know which one <laughs> it, know what it is that you're going for an interview for yeah um but I I got I got a rejection four months after a job I applied for somewhere that's yeah and I was like I was like I don't even remember applying for this yeah. and it's clearly they left it open on their like application portal and we're like oh and so fuck we have to close, we have to close that and so yeah. I got an email alert being like we're really sorry but your thing is yeah. being rejected because <laughs> you were like yeah I guessed yeah, I did I was like, figure you know that one what? out um, I clocked that one yeah that's not too that's actually. my eye for detail um, mm. context clues um, but I think especially if you're applying for one of the big houses do not do not um, expect a prompt response. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. Um, they should be better. I think they should. I, I think, think they that's should a really, that's do... the thing. That I think that's a really easy fix that they could do that would just yeah. put people at ease and make it more realistic. Because how are you supposed to know these things? Yeah, especially oh. if you're just a little baby who's trying to get in. Like yeah. it's so unfair. Um, what is the best way to gain copywriting, proofreading experience as a recent grad? A lot of courses online aren't affordable, but I've noticed these skills are featured on most job ad- adverts. They've said, um, start a blog, complete small editing or writing tasks, try creative writing or offer to volunteer for a charity. Previous academic work, could, for example, could also count. Um, again, if this is obviously for an editing role, you ain't gonna get it. Yeah. Like, unless you've got real experience. Yeah, I also think it's difficult because, I mean, I really don't know what to suggest, to be honest, for no. editorial roles because they are so... They're just so... High in the sky. Like I've... So high in the sky. Like, I, I truly... Unless you've been, like, headhunted for it or, like, you have worked in the industry in yeah. a lateral role and you've moved over. Because that stuff is so hard. Um, How do you... Yeah. Yeah. I'd say if you are trying to stress your like copywriting editing experience um 
drag ups and stuff from uni i've got i did um proofreading for people's dissertations at uni which i did do mm. and then like and you can literally do that with friends yeah you can also just lie say <laughs> yeah it's like it doesn't sometimes you just need to get in the door because yeah. you're gonna learn they're gonna teach you that stuff like i think there's definitely yeah. things to embellish and i've been told by people who work in publishing yeah embellish that yeah like you know you help with one meeting i organized all the meetings yeah why I, not yeah they are not going to go and be like did you that mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get the reference like you know people they they get things and if you know if, i mean obviously don't lie about stuff that you're gonna if you got the role that you'd you want to put in the buzzwords and you want it to be believable yeah so make sure you kind of know a little bit about it yeah for a little springboard and then we can find out like you're gonna get to everything in an assistant role yeah but everyone's everyone's overqualified Mm. Um, would my experience as a bookstagrammer be helpful in any publishing job I think yeah yeah a lot of why I did the internship was doing running the Instagram yeah they've said here it's always good I think um skills associated analytic skills attention focus yes sales social marketing. media management content creation building rapport with the audience looking at performance data I I don't have a bookstagram mm. but well not we kind of have one now kind of have one now but, but not like yeah. in the sense of like I'm bookstagram creator kind yeah of like some um, yeah so proofs although send us proofs please yeah although um, I really feel like no one's gonna no one's gonna do it now uh, yeah um, it's the I do have an illustration Instagram which I run to promote business and I mention in anything that's relevant about that like I understand business and social media and I understand analytics and shit like that and I can yeah. talk about that um, I mean yeah it's, it's probably good it's it's the proven interest in publishing yeah it's just all the little extra things you can add on yeah okay <laughs> um, should we have this be the last one I'm just thinking the last one? I'm thinking that it's just yeah, yeah, become a bit fine. repetitive yeah well, I can go through and cut things out. Um, I specifically want to... Maybe we should end on this then. Okay. Um, for entry-level roles, how valued is someone's experience? Or rather, like, do you need to have an experience for entry-level roles? Do you need to have experience for entry-level roles? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you mean, do. I mean, you shouldn't. It's entry-level it should be that but yeah you do I mean I just think that honestly you can't have enough and sometimes I mean I feel like it's the kind of industry where you can see people taking pay cuts to go more like if you know if you were Mm -hmm. let's say for you with your role now if you like moved up and you wanted to be an editor you wanted to work in editorial Mm -hmm. realistically for you to work in editorial you probably would have to take a pay cut yeah which is you know crazy so it's like people are who are have direct publishing experience and are taking pay cuts are applying for these jobs if mm. you're applying you've got no experience yeah obviously they're going to get yeah. someone who's uh, it's done hard, it. but it's the and truth. um just an example from my work someone i know um is literally worked in the company in two different roles for about two years and um is moving into a different role now um but still as an assistant 
but she's just been working her way across mm-hmm. like she at least with our company we get like um a bonus depending on your like years of work yeah. there so her wage is going up but like she as someone who had two years experience in the company itself like applied for an entry-level role yeah and obviously like i mean i'm sure there was other people who were probably close but like of course that yeah. someone who going after it's two no years brainer. experience of that is going to get that job like they know it better um anyway, she's really excited about it and she's gonna be really great mm-hmm. um okay i think that's good last one top tips for writing cover letters and this is specifically because someone has put include links to projects social media to make it interactive i don't know about that because they everyone i know who does any kind of um you know recruiting of that kind of stuff you um print out the cv yeah okay and final final quick fire okay quick fire, um, yeah, go for it what skills with no prior publishing experience would be most useful to highlight in a job app Mm. don't know because of our 50 we would say we worked out we think we've done about 50 yeah, applications each. each um mia got her one interview and a job in a different yeah different way and i think i got i think i got maybe like eight interviews total and i got one job mm-hmm. so from that i don't know i really don't yeah because all my all my cover letters were exactly the same. I mean, they were my cover letters like... all would really change. I mean, I honestly could probably discount my first twenty applications yeah, because true. they were app like. I I'm actually I'm actually like them. pretty proud of like my final cover letters. Yeah, your cover letters. That, I mean, I used Amy's cover letter as template, and that I'm pretty sure. Well, that and also the fact that I had done the internship and finished yeah. the masters. You know, I think once you've got structure down keep to it but like they're all asking for yeah like, attention to detail yeah so make sure you check when, if you're using it as kind of a template you're gonna just use like as small as little as you can as a template because keep it concise and it is it is obvious when you read it yeah. you're not because you, when you read through you're like this is amazing it is obvious when it's something that could be for anything yeah it's just a blanket but what i think they're specifically looking for is like an enormous amount of experience yeah in a way that you probably shouldn't have for an entry level role. Yeah. But that's what they want. Mm. Um they want you to be interested and kind of prove that you know what part of the company they work for. Like if you're work you're applying for like an imprint, like you applied for Altiverse, you need to know what they're doing. Yeah. Not what the company is doing. Yeah. Not what the company as a whole is publishing. Yeah. But what that place is well, doing. Well especially if it's a place like Hachette. Yeah. Yeah. That There's that, so many. There's a lot. Yeah. So there's no. a lot of different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just got to make it personal as possible. Yeah. But I also say, I don't want this to sound real. This is all sounding quite negative and it's sounding like, you know, you never get in. But I think you've got to be realistic about it. And I honestly wish that someone had said to me when I first started, this is what it's going to, this is what the, like, you know, the route and the road's going to be like. And if it wasn't for, you know, I've been very lucky with the way, I mean, obviously I have worked very hard and, you know, done networking and stuff to get here. But also, you know, I had lots of quite lucky breaks. And like, if you hadn't got matched with her. Exactly. You know, like, and that was chance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I think that you know, I would still be looking, and I'd still be there, and I, it's literally what it's been about four days of me having this role. So, like, yeah, you know, it's still very, all very fresh, and I think mm. that you know, I would say good luck, 
you it's can sad. get there because yeah. look at us like we like, started we and we were like oh god and it was just it was difficult and it was you know tiring but i think but you've just got that. to really if you're going into it being like i want to do this particular role that i think is the thing you need to lose the quickest yeah i think because also be there like... is and also there's lots of things obviously there are some specific things that you do need to go one direction mm-hmm. like kind of luckily for us one two years ago into sort of like the more agency slash scout really that's what mm. you'd rather it you kind of any experience in public any job role in publishing is going to help because you're doing yeah. a lot of different things in that role yeah um but yeah just apply for everything you really have to but also that's do... honestly probably my biggest thing of advice is apply for everything but keep it personalized for yeah. each role make sure you know you're applying for the and, role that yeah, you're applying just for know that not it's like going to take house. a long time yeah um i agree it does sound really negative but i think it's more just anger at like the publishing houses themselves coming out so yeah because you can't say you can't say some of the answers that have been given some of the are answers are like make sure you true. read the job applications closely and it's like obviously yeah it's like but what if you're that. already doing that what do you do then and i think that yeah. that's what's really difficult because you are going to think is this the advice i'm being given yeah but that is obvious i was i'm doing that like i would be so Give upset if i was like my question got answered for like a question thing being like I'd really like some top tips for my cv and then the answer i got is make sure you read the job out carefully it's like i what i would do for all of them is i'd copy and paste the job app into my document highlight the specific things they've asked for and then refer back to that constantly as i was writing the cover letter to make sure i've got it all in like someone's looking closely like you they just want to stand out and it's yeah it's just i think you just have to anyone trying to get in just has to remember there's literally minimum 500 people applying for every role yeah every single role no matter how like spooky weird it is Mm -hmm. and in the popular ones like editorial assistant like you see on linkedin um like a thousand people have applied and that's just through linkedin yeah yeah okay that's that are you getting anything more specific yeah also yeah yeah i can't think of anything else to add now but if anyone has got through this and listened to it which i feel like is going to be specifically i'm assuming the people, people who want to get um, into it do you feel free to send a message on yeah. I mean you can send on the chatting books thing also I don't care I mean I've got my Instagram my personal Instagram is private so that might be a bit more difficult Mine's but yeah you can message me yeah message Amy you can message me I probably won't see it so I'll just say message yeah. chatting like message chatting books and ask I'm very willing to talk about it and I think it's really good and yeah it's, like it's only... I think you just need to be frank about it like you need to yeah because it's so easy to get so sad when you're applying yeah. and nothing's happening because you're like other people have got these jobs but like for some reason yeah. i've got everything going for me and you are you literally like what is wrong with me yeah that i mean that's what i was thinking literally last week i was poor amy had to have the absolute onslaught of messages from me just being like i don't understand what am i yeah. doing what is going so like why is it not at one point i was like do you want me to call you and she was like i'll probably just cry <laughs> yeah i was just like no I was like, you, you can't. Yeah. I've just got to move through this and just yeah. deal with it. And I think that's the thing is that with the when they put out messaging like this, it's like that's not that's not the issue here. Yeah. The issue is that you you like you're not making it you're making it seem so achievable yeah. when I think there just needs to be a lot more frankness mm-hmm. in like working in the industry. We've gotten it into one very standard one very traditional yeah you're the traditional way i'm a very standard current way but there are so many other ways that i have literally no idea about yeah exactly like and also well there's also the sort of 
the like traditional traditional way of like family yeah family yeah literally nepotism which Um, i think is harder to do these days and i think it is the kind of roles you know like with me that it's sort of you know it's the roles where you can kind of it's all very by chance and suddenly Mm. something opens and then they have someone and it's just easier yeah and on top of all of that like we're two white middle class girls yeah like getting in so we didn't even have any of the additional yeah challenges that a lot of people face um God, sounds so neg. Well, it's difficult. It's, yeah. It's truthful. It's truly difficult. But it makes me so angry to see. Yeah. And I think working on Publishing Week is... (laughs) Mm -mm. No, no. Unless you're actually announcing and allowing, like, I don't know, open doors. Yeah. Like, it's not really working publishing, is it? No, it's not. Okay. All right. Do we want to do what we're reading next? Um... I know we're we're gonna pick. Should we or are we gonna do that for the next one? When do you want to pick? Maybe we'll do that for the next one. Okay. Do you want to do a quick reading next? Do you have something, or should we just? Yeah, I will. So I'm. What I'm gonna read next is Isaac and the Egg. Oh, I I really want to know what you think of Isaac and the Egg. Yeah, I'm excited to read it, and actually, I'm gonna um find out because I can't remember who wrote it, which is not very good. But I was in a meeting with the editor. Yeah. Just a couple of days ago, yes, no, on Thursday, and she brought a proof of it, and we're passing it around the office now. Cute. Um, I am starting my role in January, but I'm doing like two or three days at the agency as well. Yeah. So that's why. Bobby Palmer. I saw that going around on Twitter when it came out. Everyone says it's very sad. Um, I think it's about grief. Yeah. Maybe you're moving on to motherhood to grief. Yeah, I'm down. I'm well. I've got Lanny as well, and I'll be kind of. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Cry. Maybe Lanny I'm just gonna have though. a crying reading. Time. I. I'm sorry. I've given read. no context about. Oh, oh shit! Okay, I want to no, read Rebecca as well. Yeah. I want to read. Well, we both want to read Rebecca, but you know what? It'll be done when it's done. Yeah. Sorry. Isaac and the Egg says this is the story of Isaac and the Egg, a grieving young man and his unforgettable new friend who meet at exactly the right time. Isaac stands alone on a bridge and screams. Something screams back. I want to read the Book of Goose. Yes, and you should. I'm not going to bring it with me to Copenhagen. No, that's it's a fat book. Yeah. Look how beautiful that font is. That's really nice. Mm. Anyway, I want to read the Book of Goose by Yuli. I have literally just seen this everywhere like yeah. it's haunting me and then well you saw it i think like, we discussed it in it's like the sort of book whenever we go into a bookshop i'm like i want to read that and like i just point it out and i don't do anything about it yeah and now, now she did mine. something she did something um which oh very dramatic opening blab line fabienne is dead <laughs> her childhood best friend agnes receives the news in america far from the french countryside where the two girls were raised the place that Fabienne helped Agnes escape ten years ago. Now Agnes is free to tell her story. Powerful beguiling tale, winding from the rural provinces to Paris, from an English boarding school to the quiet Pennsylvanian home where Agnes can live without her past. The Book of Goose is a stunning novel of girlhood friendship, an obsession of exploitation and strength of will by celebrated author Yuli. Lovely. I really want to read it. Also covers me. Yeah, it covers lovely. That's um, art, so baby. Read that. Lovely. Okay. All right, brilliant. Cool. Well. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Um, good luck with applying for jobs yeah, and stuff. I hope you'll get the job. You slot. will get one eventually. It'll yeah, just be it's just a while. Be a slog. It's it's not gonna be a quick fix. Okay. <laughs>